0: Do you
1: remember that Tory, Greg Knight? He had this weird campaign song during the election which was like this funky bass line. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like, hey, don't you know Greg Knight's been working hard for you
0: No, I remember the other one you showed me
1: <laughs> what, what, what was that? What was
0: that? Uh, the Cat Killer guy, wasn't it?
1: What, oh, what? Zach Goldsmith Yeah, 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 yeah Zach Killer Goldsmith, guy. ooh ha ha or whatever <laughs> So I've basically found there's a Wilco track that has pretty much the same melody as the Greg Knight campaign song <laughs> So I'm, I'm gonna use for show to accuse him of plagiarism and all <laughs> which of us is going to introduce
0: I can go ahead and do that so that you don't get accused of being the face of the show anymore by haters.
1: <laughs> the uh, figurehead. Like
0: <laughs> the queen of real politics.
1: Yeah, slay queen, that's me. <laughs> that's the thing, Is like yeah. figurehead. It's not really fair on me because I put the fucking work in. I'm not just a figurehead, like I'm I'm an actual head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: true. I didn't even think about it in that way, but
2: yeah, yeah, true. Opposing the government and opposing the Conservatives. I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any who dissent. Who are the hard left, what's it? Well, we know who the hard left <laughs> We're in the ascendancy within the Labour Party who associate with the hard left. You just said that we were to the right wing. A hard left agenda. Printing money, nationalisation without compensation. That's a hard left wing position. Hard left. Hard left. Hard
1: left. Hard 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 left.
0: Right, so welcome to real politic with just me and jack right now hey who are you man? i'm nobody I, I, i'm yair you know me yeah uh, 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 i know you today no you don't uh <laughs> we're here today to talk about film a bit hopefully get a bit of political discourse in there got some new documentaries to talk about i think Hell we're going to mention
1: blade runner as well, right? We are going to mention Blade Runner or uh, Blade Runner, what is it? 1488? Oh, no, 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 sorry. 2049, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> 1488 is the fashion number, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah. 88 means Hal Hitler and 14 is the 14 words, which is like to protect and defend white children or some shit like that. Well, I, don't... <laughs> I can
1: see you're uh, an expert on that kind of rhetoric, but oh, I mean, yeah. given the people you spend like all day talking to, I. I I mean, I would be surprised if you actually are. But are you currently banned or suspended off Twitter at the moment, like in any form? I think I've just come off
0: suspension, but I did get suspended for 12 hours for calling a literal Holocaust denier Nazi trash. <laughs> and then I got suspended again for 24 hours. Uh, I can't remember what it was that time. It was... It was related, though. It it wasn't even swearing. Yeah. Usual Twitter nonsense.
1: I've seen a lot of people atting you recently. What was? A lot of peppers. Yeah, a lot of people with frog avatars who don't appear to be fans of Tim (laughs) Farron. Like, what were they saying? They were calling you like like an incel or something. Like earlier, they posted a picture of you, which
0: one was calling me a chad, Uh, (laughs) which is. To do that. But yeah, and then one said, here's the virgin communist or something like that. All right, man. Yeah, he, he, you've clearly never been around women at all. So yeah, uh, yeah. Let, let's not go. They probably don't see the beauty of his based racial pride. You know,
1: why do so many fascists? Say based now, because I know that as a phrase that comes from Lil B, the rapper, who yeah? I, d- I don't think is a fascist. Yeah, he calls himself like the bass <laughs> god and stuff. So previously I would have associated based with somebody being really, really high on free base cocaine, which was like the <laughs> the precursor to crack, and you have stories yeah. about like in the early 80s, David Crosby setting fire to himself because he was lighting his free base yeah. with a blowtorch. <laughs> And, uh, but now it seems to be this thing Nazis used to say, like, they're really, I don't know, like, fascist or something? Like, what does... Pretty much. And, yeah, and they've got this somehow, I guess, maybe not, from Lil B, who is, like, he's, like, a rapper who, like, tries to reclaim gay to, like, mean cool and stuff. Like, I, I don't know. Not like, very fascist. No. don't no, I don't think Lil is a fascist. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, you're luckier than me then. I've only really ever encountered it in the context of Nazis saying, oh yeah, Poland is based, remove kebab, you know, that shit.
1: What does it mean? I'm going to look it up on Urban Dictionary. It's like
0: right-wing version of woke, isn't it? I I don't
1: know. (laughs) Oh, right, yeah, but like, literally, I searched base. And the first thing it came up with was Lil B. Freebase? The based god. Yeah. No, not, not even free base. Not even like David Crosby running around his hotel room on fire. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Urban Dictionary. Base. Is when you don't care what people think. It's a way of life. Doing what you want, how you want, wearing what you want. That's from two thousand. See how that
0: kind of transfers from a sort of hip hop culture over to being a rude bastard who doesn't give a fuck about people. Yeah. But yeah, that's still stupid. <laughs>
1: like. Well, the first. Four instances of this on Urban Dictionary all either reference or allude to Lil B. But let me go on to page three. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see if there's any Nazi content. Oh, well, I have found base psychotic and manic, as if severely intoxicated (laughs) on amphetamine or cocaine free base (laughs) like David Crosby. Oh, here we go. The ability to get women or money at any time. Now, that sounds something like That's getting there. Yeah, yeah. Although, it was submitted by somebody with the username BasedGodQ, which suggests to me that, again, they're a Lil' B fan. Yeah. Oh, right, here we go. Based when a guy steals another dude's chick. Like, isn't that... Isn't that cooking? Like, uh... I think, I think you have to be in front of that dude but yeah oh. it's
0: certainly related okay another thing that i've noticed with all those twitter fash is they immediately and not just the fash actually the melts as well they yeah. immediately leap into the ableism just right away you must be psychotic you must be insane you must be crazy yeah like, what the, what
1: the- I saw that fucking Joe Muggs mug. Some like vice music hack who was like maybe funny in the 90s <laughs> potentially. He was suggesting that the left are actually worse than the center for, um, oh, God, me- yeah. mental health slurs. And it's just fucking ludicrous. Like, listen to the first 10 minutes of any episode of Real Politic, and, you know, we'll call a few people knobheads and melts, but we won't be like, yeah, you're mad, you're fucking mental. Whereas you listen to Romaniacs. And literally 30 seconds yeah. in, they're like, you know, we are part of the reality-based community, you know. Uh, you know, they want to make... The whole show is called Romaniacs. Yeah! Like... <laughs> they want to make politics sane again by their incredibly yeah. narrow definition of sanity, which is just piss-poor, toast liberalism. <laughs> uh, but anyway, to, to reassure our, uh, our fascist listeners, Yair fucks. Like, he... Fucks. So let's, let's take take <laughs> take your words out of your your bitch ass mouths, please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Why, thank you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I lived in a room next to you Like like <laughs> not as in we were in the same room, like sitting next to each other. As in as in you know we we, we had neighboring rooms. He fucks. He fucks. The man fucks. <laughs> We, we've crossed that bridge we have we, we, we have actually um <laughs> anyway let's move on do you yes, want to
0: mention that documentary thing first
1: i actually haven't watched it yet i'll probably watch it tonight but there was a new documentary that came out a few nights ago it's presented by gary young who's i think probably the best journalist at the guardian and um oh, also sir He's done a documentary which is called Angry White and American...
0: Story awesome. of my life
1: <laughs> yeah. Angry white Jewish and American And someone Yeah which work. makes me
0: not white of
1: course <laughs> yeah. Angry Jewish I don't mind <laughs> Basically this documentary uh, I haven't actually seen it yet But I wanted to bring attention to it Because it sounds like an interesting watch And anything with Gary Young involved Is usually worth looking into But there has been a clip That has gone quite violent from a documentary which The Guardian and Channel 4 both shared. It's a clip of Gary Young interviewing Richard Spencer, the famous Dapperfash with the Keir Starmer haircut. Now, <laughs> yeah. I, I saw this clip doing the rounds and I saw it was only three minutes long. In fact, two minutes 59. And I, I thought, <laughs> okay, wow, that's not very in depth. Like, Watching the video, you see why, because Gary Young is just not having... There's not much
0: depth to go into, is there? Yeah,
1: exactly. Gary Young's not having any of the bullshit that Rich Spencer is saying to him, which is, you know, shit like African who went on to become African-American. Lower IQ.
0: Yeah.
1: He says that they benefited from slavery.
0: Oh, what the fuck? That's bad even for Nazis. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
1: And he says this fucking American cunt is telling Gary Young, a British man, that he will never be British. Richard Spencer... says that he is more British than Gary Young. And uh, Gary Young's just like, this is ludicrous. You're a ridiculous man. You're a joke. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking nonsense. How
0: am I talking nonsense? You'll it's never that... be an Englishman. You don't get and to tell me yeah, I what do, I will be. Because my name's Richard Spencer. So I, <laughs> my and, name's Richard Spencer, yes. and I
1: approved this message? Yes, and so therefore <laughs> I actually... I actually, Because you've got nothing to say. I was looking for someone who could give some intellectual ballast to what's going on in this country in terms of race and in terms of white people but I found the wrong guy because you mm. don't know what you're talking about. He isn't having any of it and what struck me was that uh, Richard Spencer is this guy who is you know like this pseudo-intellectual essentially like he wrote a big yeah. dissertation Well, I think he dropped out of his PhD actually but he was doing his dissertation on I'm making this up but it's something like the fucking like intersection between Wagner and Foucault. It's really, <laughs> just so some like pretentious shit that gives off warning signs that he's a fucking Nazi. But um <laughs> what struck me was just that like he's just a boneheaded racist. Like there are no racist yeah. intellectuals. Like because Steve Bannon has read The Art of War. He's not actually a <laughs> Leninist. He's not actually an intellectual. Any cunt can read a couple of books you, yeah. a, and learn a few, like, long words. Someone can be eloquent and not clever. Just look at yeah. Peter Hitchens. Like, that that's what a, a yeah. private, a private <laughs> education does to you. You can string a sentence together, but you're, you're, you're still fucking thick, you're still fucking repugnant <laughs> and still don't deserve yeah. to be valorized by mainstream media outlets. So, although I have a problem with providing Richard Spencer with any kind of platform, I feel like as a yeah. white as a white man, it's not for me to tell Gary Young who he shouldn't shouldn't platform mm. being a person of color and I think his interview with Richard Spencer at least does show the man for the fucking charlatan that he is. <laughs> like whatever, that's 90, great, that's yeah, great. Whatever. Nice and yeah, they, they,
0: <laughs> they love to dress their shit up, of course. That's how they convince people who are on the fence. I don't know how you can be on the fence about fascism, but mm. they exist. <laughs> the other day on Twitter, somebody was saying, yeah, the Nazis were socialists. Look, even Hitler said, uh, we are a socialist party. And I'm like, yeah, he also said that the Jews run the world behind the scenes and we should kill them all. Yeah. Guess he was telling the truth about that? <laughs> <laughs> like...
1: <laughs> when you have people cite like these goblins, quotes where he's like yeah 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 the, the NSDAP are a socialist party yeah it's like he's a, a literal propagandist <laughs> yeah! It's <laughs> a fucking job. Twisting words to put forth a fascist exactly. agenda. Exactly. I
0: mean, you can look this shit up. It's been debunked so many times. Like, yeah, they did put a left-wing spin on some things, but that was purely to try and steal support from actual left-wing parties because it was a big part of the zeitgeist back then.
1: It's a really infantile argument that you generally hear coming from a the stupid... they national
0: socialists.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, as if... Nobody has ever noticed this before them. Like, nobody, yeah. no intellectual has ever read the name of the Nazi party. and, and <laughs> Hang on a minute. Socialist? Oh, my God. And I saw this, then. <laughs> w- w- what I think is particularly disturbing, though, is that as fascism continues to rise, there has been this mainstreaming of this kind of victims of communism-style pearl clutching yeah. about how, actually, communism is, uh, you know much more destructive much more murderous than fascism and is actually worse and the thing is that there there is no fascist ever who is a good person who we can reclaim (laughs) and and take as a progressive icon someone who at one point identified as a communist and then later as just a socialist like say um nelson mandela please make the case to me as for how he's as bad as a fascist please try and do right. that
0: exactly i mean it's not exactly breaking news that no stalin wasn't a great dude like <laughs> what oh, are you yeah, fucking
1: yeah, what? what part of me
0: <laughs> i mean i've got my moments where i lean into stalinism but that, that's neither here nor there
1: we are a tanky <laughs> podcast according to helen lewis
0: <laughs> <laughs> obviously but yeah i mean like not all socialism is obviously a stalinist like it's it's not
1: uh, it's
0: ridiculous stuff
1: of course not and i think that the real purpose of this rhetoric isn't to normalize fascism. yeah i i yeah i really don't think it's to warn people off communism because frankly whilst democratic socialism is in the ascendancy i don't really think old-style soviet communism is However, I think what these people are trying to do is launder the reputation of fascism and make it seem just like another... Harmless political ideology because it plays into that kind of centrist rhetoric of, oh, you can't say someone's a bad person just because of their political ideology.
0: Sure, they want to kill all brown people, but they're
1: not a bad person. I mean, yeah, the whole thing is absolutely rancid. Did I tell you about when my mum completely fucking owned Victims of Communism online? No, sounds good though. Well, basically, Victims of Communism tweeted this picture of some guys, like, cooking on an outdoor fire in Venezuela and they were like look in Venezuela people forced to cook food out on the street and then my mum sent them a picture of, like, some independent article about people in Britain barbecuing and was like, oh, my God, it's happening here, too. <laughs> the best extremely online moment my mum has has had. <laughs> so anything else to say about this uh, documentary? Well, I haven't seen it, so not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's probably really good. But um, in other news, it's not the only documentary to have aired on TV recently, is it?
0: No. yeah, yeah, I should probably mentioned the recent Louis Theroux stuff right?
1: Yeah so Louis has got some new shit out hasn't he? As he once famously tweeted yes I have got some new <laughs> shit coming out
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah he's put out three documentaries recently I haven't caught the latest which is about anorexia and I believe it's in Britain anorexia I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure I haven't seen it yet but yeah. the other two they are like a two part series called Dark States and the first one deals with heroin addiction addiction which is obviously a huge problem right now and all over the world but us it's particularly big news Mm. it's in the zeitgeist Love that word. Uh, and then the other one was about human trafficking it's fucking grim, man. I actually I watched the heroin one no problem because I've always got an interest in uh, the war on drugs. The poppy grower <laughs> has <laughs> logged on. The <old>, poppies. <laughs> the poppy lover. Got yeah. to represent those poppies, man. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to watch the human trafficking one, but like every time I went to go play it, I was just like this is going to be depressing as fuck like, mm. and sure enough it was but it was in true Louis Theroux fashion very well done you know he's got a good empathy going on he asks the real questions you know it's, yeah it's
1: worth checking out I have to watch those I, I am a fan of Louis Theroux I'm glad he doesn't make a lot of political interventions because I have a feeling he's a centrist melt but Trump. I I do like his work, so as long as he keeps making documentaries and not tweeting bullshit about Corbyn, I'm absolutely fine with him doing this thing.
0: Exactly. He has this great sort of... I don't know, he talks about all these subjects. I don't see how he could not be left-wing, but yeah, you're right, he does come across as somehow melt. Just, <laughs> just no. that deep down he's got that centrist dad mentality.
1: Yeah, the Blair government wasn't that bad, was it really? As
0: you say, at least he's not J.K.
1: Rowling, you know? Oh, fucking hell, yeah. So, the latest Tory sleaze scandal to rock our governing conservative party has been exclusively God, yes. uncovered by the real politics podcast <laughs> so i don't know how many of you are familiar with a i believe backbench tory mp called greg knight but if you're a long time listener of real politics you may remember during the general election we played one of our episodes out with his campaign song which I will sing a little bit of you For you Hey <laughs> Don't you know Greg Knight's been working hard for you Hey
0: Hi. <laughs> I said lies. Lies.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Alright, so I've I've been listening to the Wilco discography recently, because I am your dad. (laughs) And I've been basically (laughs) enjoying all their albums. They're all good. They don't have any bad records. Some of them are better than others, but they've all got something to offer. And I've quite enjoyed their collaborative records with Billy Bragg, even even though he does work as a cop for the police, unlike (laughs) Scotty T off of Geordie Shore, who is much more of a socialist stalwart, I have found that on their first album together, Mermaid Avenue Volume 1, on which, as with the other Mermaid Avenue albums, they reinterpret lost lyrics of Woody Guthrie and set them to their own music, there is a track called Hoodoo Voodoo where the music is almost exactly identical to Greg Knight's campaign song. Now, (laughs) I don't know if he'd appreciate Woody Guthrie's communist leaning lyrics but Greg Knight is a middle aged dad rocking dad who almost certainly enjoys both Wilco and if he can forget the political connotations of his music you know supporting the Lib Dems and uh, all that no I I mean the socialism as well (laughs) probably Billy Bragg too and uh, Hoodoo Voodoo is a dead ringer for hey don't you know Greg Knight's been working hard for you so let's just compare these two songs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah do yeah, you, you want to pretend you just heard the two songs there? Yeah,
0: yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Dead Ringers, right?
0: Yeah, Here uh, here.
1: Identical. So anyway, uh, Greg Knight is going down. He has committed the most grievous act of plagiarism up there with JJ Bellend writer for Byline Media who uh, basically has written about 80 literally about 80 articles about how Russia is pulling all the strings behind everything um for <laughs> Byline Media which Twitter user Justin Horton recently identifies one of these articles as being plagiarized almost entirely from various sources but especially Wikipedia, <laughs> like uh, pretty much word for word plagiarism. Uh, so Greg Knight, uh, look at the people you're keeping company with. Be ashamed. And I hope the rest, of, I hope the rest of the members of MP4, who I'm sure respect copyright law, are absolutely shocked by this. And hopefully Matt Ford from Matt Ford's Unspun, for whom MP4 are his house band, will be severing his ties with this disreputable character. So, that's enough Tory sleaze for now, I think. It's rather been like <laughs> occupying the headlines recently. So, what would you like to talk about now, Yaya?
0: We haven't mentioned Blade Runner
1: 2049 yet. Yes. Was it 2049? Yeah, it was 2049. I think I recorded the bit where I accidentally called it Blade Runner 4088, didn't I? Well, it wasn't... <laughs> I mean, it wasn't accidentally. It was a funny joke that I thought yeah. Yeah. up. <laughs> I figured that'd be
0: a weird accident to make since it's definitely not set in the 15th century
1: ah well uh, you're right yeah <laughs> so what was our verdict on Blade Runner um 1939
0: or whatever <laughs> I mean there's definitely the fascistic overtones in the setting as you point out but I really enjoyed it I thought it was a pretty good film
1: yeah I thought it was good as well But I didn't really think it was fascist
0: no no <laughs> I mean yeah the setting is It's grim as fuck. It's like this post-industrial wasteland, but I liked it. It was Ryan Gosling, right?
1: It was Ryan Gosling, yeah.
0: Man, I love him in anything. He's just this beautiful god of an actor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's very beautiful. A great face. I think he's a really good actor, actually. He's good at doing these kind of blank performances where he just kind of lets his beautiful face do the talking but um, <laughs> he can excel in you know more complex roles like where he plays the crackhead teacher in um, that film <laughs> Uh, Shit, I meant to Google Ryan Gosling, but I Googled Greg Knight MP instead. <laughs> Rather different. Uh, a
0: little bit different. He was really good in Drive, though. I love that film.
1: Yeah, he Along with uh,
0: in Breaking Bad. Brian Cranston. That's the one. Good old Breaking Bad and uh, Malcolm in the Middle and Drive.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, he's in Malcolm in the Middle? Yeah,
0: he's the dad.
1: Oh, he, oh, oh. Oh, I thought you meant Ryan Gosling.
0: No, no. No,
1: no, no, no. no. Oh, but Ryan Gosling's not <laughs> no, in no. Bad. That would be.
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, he's no. It's only in drive out of those three.
1: I tell you why I got briefly confused, is because Ryan Gosling used to be a child actor. Oh, yeah. Who began his career on the Disney Channel's The Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> Uh, oh, God, he's been in a surprising amount of kind of sappy bullshit, actually. Like, uh, <laughs> La La Land, yeah, and The bad. Notebook, Crazy Stupid Love. That will
0: happen when you've got a beautiful face.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, and he's in that film, Lars and the Real Girl, which I never watched because it sounded too depressing, but it's, like, basically <laughs> about him with his, like, sex doll that he treats as a real girlfriend. Oh, God,
0: that sounds interesting and depressing, yeah.
1: For the record, the film where he plays... A crackhead teacher is called Half Nelson.
0: Okay. Is that good?
1: Yeah, it's quite good. It's a decent, low-key indie drama. I really liked him in The Nice Guys, which is a funny film by Shane Black. And uh, Mm. have you seen a film called The Believer? which is, I think, where he plays a Jewish guy who becomes a Nazi. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. was that, back in the 90s or early 2000s?
1: 2001.
0: Yeah, that's the one. Uh, yeah, I-, I checked
1: that out. <laughs> Have you seen that? I haven't seen it. Is it any good?
0: I'd say, like, cinematically, it- it's not a masterpiece, but he does a good performance, and it's an interesting enough plot. It's based on a real story. I can't remember the name. It's different than the character's name, but there was an actual Jewish guy who became quite prominent in the, i think new york neo-nazi skinhead movement he was in the closet about his jewishness and it came out Ah. and i believe he ended up killing himself which is good you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) tell it how it is man yeah not
0: Uh. to put a positive spin on suicide but nazis killing themselves not a bad thing <laughs>
1: yeah I mean, yeah actually this is directly related to Nazis it was basically something like if you work for the mail and the Sun delete your account and I was just gonna be like yeah delete your life as well <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> there are no circumstances in which it's okay to work for the Daily Mail and the Sun and all, <laughs> all all the Guardian writers who used to write for the male and the son in order to get a leg up on the fucking careerist ladder. They are literally as bad as the people who currently work at these places. <laughs> yeah, so here's a story that's just broken. Uh-huh. Before we go back to Blade Runner, because this is literally like breaking news. Theresa May accuses Russia of interfering in elections and fake news. <laughs> At Lord Mayor's banquet, PM launches extraordinary attacks saying actions were threatening the international order.
0: <laughs> Truly extraordinary. I've never heard these claims before from anyone. <laughs>
1: Yesterday I was saying Can we convince All the dipshit anti-Corbyn Liberals that the only reason He didn't win the last General election was because Russia Hatched the election <laughs> in Theresa May's favour Well now it seems that Theresa May Follows Think my so. private account yeah, and, well, <laughs> and has decided Right I need to preempt This line of attack by accusing Russia of taking away my Majority nothing to do with her running a fucking god-awful campaign with a shit-man just being
0: generally awful. Yeah. yeah,
1: where they were like, I, I don't know, let's have a uh, redistributive tax, but who shall this tax fall upon. Uh, oh, I know, people po- with dementia! Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah! I mean, anyone who thinks that the right wing doesn't like redistributing wealth, I mean, they, they just like to take it from the bottom up.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that was just the thing, even when she did decide, okay, some people own property, we need to take a bit of their wealth and redistribute it, she decided to decide which people who own property on the basis <laughs> of whether they had dementia or not. So uh, well done, Theresa May (laughs) That was very popular with your base Who are all 100 years old And deeply into (laughs) dementia All all the average hardline Theresa May supporter And Tory voter even Can actually remember about their life Is that they met an immigrant once They didn't really like them Pretty much (laughs) And they don't want their house taken away By any government That's pretty much it (laughs) <laughs> so Theresa May has said, I have a very simple. <laughs> she says, I have a very simple message for Russia. We know what you are doing, and you will not succeed.
3: Since then, Russia has fomented conflict in the Donbass, repeatedly violated the national airspace of several European countries, and mounted a sustained campaign of cyber espionage and disruption. I don't
2: think we have even begun to wake up to what Russia is doing when it comes to cyber warfare. Not only their uh, interference, now proven in the American presidential campaign, probably in our own, own referendum last year. We don't have the evidence for that yet, but uh, I think it's highly probable.
3: This has included meddling in elections and hacking the Danish Ministry of Defense and the Bund- Bundestag among many others.
0: Better luck next time. Slugheads
3: back. It is seeking to weaponize information, deploying its state-run media (laughs) organisations to plant fake stories and photoshopped images in an attempt to sow discord in the West and undermine our institutions. So I have a very simple message for Russia. We know what you are doing, Russia, and you will not succeed because you underestimate the resilience of our democracies the enduring attraction of free and open societies and the commitment of Western nations to the alliances that bind us. The UK will do what is necessary to protect ourselves and work with our allies to do likewise. That is why we are driving reform of NATO as this vital so this vital allowance is better able to deter and counter hostile Russian activity. It is why we have stepped up our military and economic support to Ukraine. It is why we are strengthening our cyber security and looking at how we tighten our financial regimes to ensure the profits of corruption cannot flow from Russia into the UK. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh Christ, we're all going to die. Good old Trump, yeah. Yeah, is she, is she trying to convince people that she isn't just the British equivalent of Donald Trump? Because, you know, I'm not convinced having looked at their policies on immigration.
0: Or just, you know, reading the news. <laughs> I know we're all sick of this whole Russia thing, but can I just add to that fake news? I am so fucking sick of people just shouting fake news about everything they don't like.
1: <laughs> oh, come on, Yaya. Yeah, I mean, it's not as if a a reputable publication that predates the advent of internet-centric fake news, such as uh, the Daily Mail would print an article <laughs> riddled with factual inaccuracies and malicious mischaracterizations. <laughs> no, 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 uh, come on. No, man. no, never. This was purely no, invented uh, by, like, two Russian guys on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that, that's when the news started containing things that weren't true. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Uh. I mean,
0: yeah, there's obviously such a thing as fake news, but we used to just call it propaganda or lies or libel now it's all fake news fake news fake news
1: (laughs) exactly the Um,
0: hillary supporters say it the trump supporters say it and we're just on the side saying what the fuck
1: guys (laughs) i think that actually when i say this this doesn't mean i think it's ending because i think that the russia conspiracy theories have so much further to go sadly i thought it might be just a blip a brief post trump aberration <laughs> but no this is staying this is not going away i think the natural kind of conclusion of this has been when somebody accuses you of bad things just going oh well uh you're you're working for russia <laughs> russia
0: bots
1: bot. and i can think of two particularly glaring examples of this so you're familiar right with the actor george takai is that how you say his name oh yeah
0: yeah the star trek guy yeah, yeah or something like that,
1: yeah. He has recently been accused of, I don't know whether I should say harassment or misconduct or assault by a much younger man, and All right. Shit. I think he's denied this, even though he has... He always do. Yeah, he's gone on record on the Howard Stern show, sort of, like, joking about, like, groping young men, but... <sighs> Um, George Takai since Trump was elected Has been a full on Kind of like resistance nerd basically. Oh yeah he
0: is a big melt
1: Yeah 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 exactly Instead of looking at the real endemic Social problems that are running Right in, in America Yeah he's he's been on the Russia yeah. Train for a while And so when people accused him Of sexual assault George Takai <laughs> Said something to the effect Of A friend sent me this. It is a chart of what Russian bots have been doing to amplify stories (laughs) containing the allegations against me. It's clear they want to cow me into silence. But do not fear, friends. I won't succumb to that. So yeah, Russia have decided that the real threat is some, like, fucking... Star Wars... No, sorry, some, some like, Star Trek nerd whose who's fucking <laughs> yeah. credibility has been shattered by sexual assault allegations. They're like, yeah, this guy is the real danger to our, uh, worldwide hegemony. He continues... Oh my god, it's so
0: tasteless.
1: Yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's fucking vile. He continues, by way of background, when I criticised Putin's anti-LGBT policies publicly, Russian bots attacked my Facebook page relentlessly, and we had <laughs> to develop special security measures and ban all traffic from within the Russian Federation and the (laughs) Ukraine. (laughs) I am accustomed to their practices. Wow.
0: I mean, just to be clear, I don't doubt that Russia probably has, like, some sort of propaganda arm, some kind of, like, infiltration in other countries, but so does every country, and America actually goes and topples third world countries of democratically elected governments. Like, they're, they're not doing propaganda, they're doing military coups. Like,
1: <laughs> fuck <laughs> me. Oh, absolutely. But some of what he says does make sense. The idea that Russia would target pro-LGBT activists given Putin yeah, does have they, a strong... they are very
0: anti-LGBT yes. yeah
1: Putin does have a strongly homophobic agenda however <laughs> however a british journalist has suggested that perhaps Russia's stance on LGBT rights is not so clear cut after all so this is of course our friend Helen Lewis of The New Statesman.
0: Oh, Jesus.
1: So, it is worth Good friend of the show. Yeah, we're not here to start and continue our beef with Helen Lewis. However, <laughs> so let's just say that there are allegations that she is transphobic and routinely publishes transphobic writers, whose, again, whose names I won't mention, just to save us for hassle, because it's not relevant to what we're saying now. So, (laughs) Helen Lewis was one of several journalists to prominently defend an article by a right-wing Times journalist called Janice Turner, whose Twitter URL is inexplicably Victoria Peckham. I've never found a satisfying explanation for this. <laughs> Janice Turner, aka Victoria Peckham, wrote two articles for the Times in one day, concern trolling about trans people, and just kind of beating this prejudicial drum. Helen Lewis and various other people defended her, which is, you know, that just what I would yeah. expect. And People criticised them for it because there's this wider context going on at the moment where, for instance, today both The Sun and The Daily Mail are running with transphobic stories on their front pages whilst The Times is running with a transphobic editorial inside. So this seems to be a very kind of concentrated media hate campaign. But of course. certain liberal journalists claim that this article in the times by janice turner aka victoria pecknam to quote my friend (laughs) gig was a valuable contribution to the discourse now when people added her to criticize her which as ever was a combination of cis men and cis women and trans men and trans women who disagree with this kind of rhetoric helen lewis posted something Which I found very interesting because it echoed almost exactly the defence that George Takai had tried. Russia. Yes, I actually think she might have deleted the tweet now. Good job, people always screenshot these terrible tweets. Isn't it? Oh yeah, Russia. <laughs> Somebody added her saying simply, "Shut it, turf." <laughs> And she said, getting huge amounts of this stuff from accounts with very similar aesthetics and keywords, brackets, anti-far, punching Nazis, etc. <laughs> Which, of course, <laughs> are not views that people sincerely hold. No, not at all. Maybe genuine US left. But it also feels a bit 4chan slash Russian troll farm. Because, of course, if anyone is known uh, more well-known than the Russian state for their defense of LGBT rights, it's, of course, the 4chan crew.
0: Oh, yeah, big time. They're not the bastion of the nascent alt-right at all.
4: Yeah, but I think that factors into, in fact, the, as well, the kind of r- Russian disinformation which you mentioned in the last section. So this is fascinating. So I got into another Twitter fight at the weekend. After I've, you know, and I've said this before, that I think that the phrase turf has just become a stand-in for the word bitch because almost no one knows what it means and it's only ever really applied to women. And I was really surprised because I just got a stream of, of, of abusive messages that said, like, lol, shot up turf. Because there were so many of them. I could see that the account names were very suspicious. There were lots of stuff that had like punch Nazis in the title or like diabetes, which is a reference to a 4chan campaign where they tried to rename Mountain Dew, the soft drink. And one of the flavors that they suggested was diabetes. Another one was Hitler was right. So I just think there is a, a huge injection by people like 4chan. So hoaxer groups, maybe US right Republicans. We know that there were some PACs that were funding anti-Clinton attacks for being insufficiently you know pro-LGBT in attempt to split the left and maybe Russian state actors as well. You know, obviously, I, I think some sometimes the Remain side particularly veers into conspiracy theories where they want to believe that actually everyone was just hoodwinked by a vast, you know, Cambridge Analytica and Russia conspiracy, and that's and actually people weren't pro Brexit at all. But there has, you know, in terms of just raising, make some issues, you know, injecting kind of poison and anger into the debate. I do think there are either bot accounts or human accounts of people just doing that a lot on Twitter. And that distorts
1: our whole, because lots
4: of journalists are on it, it distorts our whole media conversation about stuff. And again,
1: you see this in a Slightly less egregious example, but pretty bad nonetheless, which is this uh, longtime Democratic National Committee operative called Donna Brazil, who was interim DNC chair after Debbie Washing Machine Schultz, as they call her on Chapo, was forced to <laughs> resign after various allegations of impropriety and just being an incompetent fuckwit who let the Russians hack the DNC. Um, <laughs> Donna Brazil has published a new book called Hacks, In which she does actually maintain that Russia did hack the DNC. Donna fucking hates the Russians. (laughs) Donna Brazil has security cameras in every fucking room of her house in case the Russians try and murder her. She uh, (laughs) describes in depth in the book, which I started reading yesterday, just how scared the Russian hack of the DNC made her. Now, since she published her book, which suggests that there was a level of impropriety and imbalance in. The way that the DNC clearly favoured Hillary Clinton over Bernie Sanders. Hey, the app crashed for some reason. Oh, okay. What did you last hear me say?
0: It's something about Brazil. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't remember exactly. About Donna Brazil. Yeah, yeah. Not the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The the Russia hack. Yeah, yeah,
1: basically she's got numerous... Oh, she
0: was very afraid, stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, basically Donna is not a fan of Russia, but she's being accused by numerous luminaries of the Democratic Party right-wing establishment of essentially just doing Russia's dirty work for them by writing a book that... Mildly critical of Hillary Clinton.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. If you're not totally 100% I'm with her, then you're Russian, sorry.
1: <laughs> I've heard actually that the Russians ghost wrote Hillary Clinton's memoir, What Happened, because, I mean, how else would a book be put out that makes her look like such a fucking incompetent tit? <laughs> You're here. So now we've talked a little bit about our grand paymasters in the Russian Federation. Do we want to (laughs) return to Blade Runner? Uh I can't think of a funny number. Numbers aren't that funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
0: go. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I really like the cinematography as well. I thought there was some quite beautiful shots going on.
1: I did think it was a beautiful looking film, yeah. I loved that smoggy orange hue over the whole thing that's their way of conveying a state of environmental disrepair it
0: struck home with me it, it evokes that feeling of redcur you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably more jobs yeah as well
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean they're not hunting robots over there so yeah, yeah it's definitely ah. more jobs
1: i can't believe that when you went to the job center in Redcar, they didn't offer you the chance to become a blade runner
0: <laughs> i take a course on blade running or whatever the word <laughs> yes. would be you got
1: jerry training you in the citizens advice bureau like so <laughs> you shoot them like this this is how you fly the weird batmobile thing <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, yeah. My one problem with Blade Runner 2049 was probably the casting of the primary villain. There really is no reason to give Jared Leto any kind of a platform whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's just run down like this this complete piece of shit and like why he is a complete piece of shit. First of all, 30 Seconds to Mars are a terrible band. Their music is is a complete load of adolescent fucking pop-punk wank.
0: That's the only bad thing I know about him so go on. Yeah, what Uh, else?
1: There was this speech he did where he, I think he won a Golden Globe Award or something for some inexplicable fucking reason because these people just keep giving (laughs) this guy rope. But basically he was like, yeah, and I want to dedicate this to other people standing up to power in ukraine and in venezuela it's like yeah yeah just shout out a bunch of fascists mate nice one yeah yeah let's do do that to all the dreamers out there around the
0: world watching this tonight in places like the ukraine and venezuela uh i want to say uh we are here and and as you struggle to to make
2: your dreams happen to live the impossible we're thinking of
1: you tonight
0: i'd like to thank the national socialist party
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just this really like surface level liberalism where if somebody's out on the streets protesting then they're obviously good unless they've got a momentum sign
0: yeah yeah or black lives matter yeah, or, or yeah.
1: they're black lives matter or standing rock who as we've established in recent weeks are just russian operatives <laughs> <laughs> or anti-fracking campaigners because putin is an environmentalist of a bone in addition to his very, very sincere concern for transgender rights.
0: Yep, yep. Such bastards.
1: What were we talking about? We've gone
0: Uh, Blade <laughs> oh, Runner? Jared Leto,
1: Jared Leto, Jared Leto, Jared Leto. Oh, yeah, ja- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so he's just a fucking weird shithead who thinks he needs to, like, make himself disabled to be a method actor like he literally blinded himself partially for Blade Runner 2049 to play the character that he does like he put in these contact lenses where he couldn't really see and because he's so method man he like wore them all the time on set like stayed in character playing this fucking creep which is kind of like when he was doing Suicide Squad he sent his cast members used condoms and fucking porn mags with the pages stuck together and animal shit. And the, the heads of pro chavismo counter-protesters. Just all... <laughs> Viola Davis, who's a great actor, did an interview about this when Suicide Squad came out. And it seemed like she was really unsettled by his behaviour on that set. And they asked her, how do you prepare for the role? And she was just like, well, I just, you know, I turned up on the set and, and acted. <laughs> yeah, like... I,
0: I don't think people use condoms.
1: Like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's just uh, a little shit and the most praise he's ever got for his acting I think was when he was in Dallas Byers Club playing a trans woman which you know I mean it's maybe a bit loony left political correctness gone mad of me but could they have maybe cast a trans woman? I, just, a, just a thought there. Instead Bonkers, of, man. Yeah, instead of a dickhead condom mailing pop punk singer. <laughs> like just, just a thought. Oh, and also, 30 Seconds to Mars have this really, like, pretentious ten minute long video. Pseudo-David Lynch fetishized soft porn. Of course. Uh, so, I, I mean, I fucking hate him, and I thought he was terrible in Blade Runner as well. At the time I was watching it, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, this is interesting. Then, in retrospect, I'm just like... Oh, that fucking creep.
0: I mean, I thought he was pretty good at being creepy, at least.
1: <laughs> I, I, su- I suppose he is, but just imagine if there was, like, a better
0: actor in that role. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, should, he, he should be no platform, just for being a total
2: tool. Yeah,
1: exactly. I'm not a fan of Jared Leto, to be honest, I think I'm kind of, uh, pro- I, I was probably blinded by my general hatred of him. Much like he blinded himself for this role like a stupid dickhead. But Aside from that, what do we think of the film?
0: I love the soundtrack as well, that was good, the score, you know.
1: Who, who, do you know who did the sound no oh god if we if we had tom here i reckon he'd <laughs> <Tom's, laughs>
0: be right there boom
1: yeah he's more sort of up on like the movie geek kind of stuff than we are these days and so the music to the original blade runner it's kind of synthy isn't it by uh, yeah evangelist yeah Is it? okay the new score i liked it but it's a bit more conventional composed by Hans
0: Zimmer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. It was very bombastic, though. I gotta say, I I watched it in 3D. I didn't realize it was going to be a 3D viewing. And I felt like, did you see it in 3D? I saw it in 2D. I gotta say, like, it's probably the first 3D film I've seen where really it worked for me. There wasn't really anything just jumping out at the screen at you, you know? It was more used to just give a sort of a depth, there was layers, like lots of shots through windows with like rain on the window and you could see the people behind it and it just gave a texture to the screen rather than being, blah, there's things flying at you, you know? (laughs) Um, I thought it was really cool. I liked that. I liked that. More so than Gravity, which was a cool film, but it was basically in 3D just things flying at you.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I think I was kind of impressed at the time when I went to see Gravity because because I've Never really been to see films in 3D. Like I'm just not a uh, I'm just not a fan. But when I went yeah. to see Gravity, when things were flying at me, I was like, Whoa, whoa! whoa. This is some crazy <laughs> shit.
0: Oh, um, and of course Harrison Ford was in this one as well. Yeah, he was pretty good.
1: Yeah, he was. Although I thought it was a very clear kind of handing of the torch to Ryan Gosling in the in the climactic action scene. All Harrison Ford has sure. to do is to sit <laughs> in a flooding. Vehicle looking worried.
0: Although I do like that it turned out that Ryan Gosling's character wasn't actually the child. Oh,
1: yeah. It, yeah. it,
0: it sets it all up, but then it knocks it down. Like, nope, that's not it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Was the prostitute working for the bad guys in it?
0: I'd have to rewatch it to be sure. And
1: I do- think so. <laughs> and doesn't the original Blade Runner have a bit about a sort of devious prostitute? Like, I rewatched Probably. that recently, but I think, like, Andrew Spooner was going off on one until. On twitter about us <laughs> or something
2: welcome back to the kaiser report i'm max kaiser time now to turn to andrew spooner a blogger at asia andrew welcome to the kaiser report hi hi no. hi max nice to be here so
1: i didn't entirely like, yeah. take it all in but i mean that fucking holds up
0: like yeah, it's a great yeah thing. definitely one yeah oh
1: i just heard a noise Oh, Tom's saying, yo!
0: I'm actually going to have to go, though. Like, we should do a closing sort of thing.
1: Okay, should we get Tom on for the close of the episode? Yeah,
0: why the fuck not? Hey, guys, bye, guys. (laughs) Add to group call.
2: Hello. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. How you doing? Am I coming through? Can you hear me?
1: Oh, you're coming through nice and clear.
2: Ah, oh, lovely. Are you currently recording right now?
1: We are, yeah. So basically, we thought we'd just add you on for literally the end of the show, because we're finishing our episode, because yaya has got to go. Me yeah. and you can start a new one. Yeah, nice. Fair play. What have you been talking about? have been talking about Blade Runner. So do you want to quickly offer your thoughts on Blade Runner, the new one? <laughs>
2: Sure, I thought
0: it was quite good
1: actually. I've seen it twice now. Wait, wait, hang on, Tom. Uh, Let us oh. do this properly. Alright, so Tom's with us. Tom's just turned right. Oh, uh, Tom's back to work. Hello. Hey Tom. Hello, how are you? Oh, we're good, thanks. But Yai is is in a bit of a rush. So would you yeah. like so Tom's coming
0: back from work and I'm going to work. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> so would you like to tell us before we wrap this episode up what your thoughts on Blade Runner 2049 were
2: right let me collect my thoughts here the good thing about it was that it's certainly a how do I put this the one thing I was really worried about was that it would carry on and make because in the first film but depending on what cut you've seen if you go by the final cut Harrison Ford is a replicant so when I went into this I was sort of worried they would do that and actually have him as a replicant but they don't really go into that much detail on it because I love the original Blade Runner and I think the final cut is certainly one of the best versions to watch of it but the issue is I hate the idea of Harrison Ford being a replicant it makes no sense it makes no sense at all (laughs) and it's something that Ridley Scott sort of just thought as years went by he was just like oh that'd be great if I just had that in oh that'll that'll make the audience think what do you think of its representation of women?
1: I've seen some people suggest that it's a little bit problematic. Yeah, in it's um. And what I brought up when I was talking to Yair was the sex robot. You know, this kind of uh, was she French? The actress who plays it. I
2: recognised it. Let me just grab, Let me just quickly look at. But, uh, but
1: uh, I do. I said she reminded me almost of like an Audrey Tattoo kind of character. Because you have Robin Wright
2: playing Lieutenant Joshi, who's just this kind of quite controlling head of the LAPD. Then you have Love, played by Sylvia Hoex, who's basically Jared Leto. Servant droid Who's just kind of Very cold And just Like a killing machine Essentially She's just She's so brutal There's a scene When she goes to The LABD headquarters To get some documents And stuff And there's that Doctor's there I think his name's Coco And he's just Like he's just Horribly murdered She just like Literally flicks her arm And breaks his fucking neck And he's just like His whole neck's broken He's just coughing up blood And there's blood pouring From his eyes Like
1: what? You just knock him out? it's like how the average centrist dad views their ex-wife who has custody of their kids. <laughs> Barbers
2: for justice. (laughs) It was a little bit too long for my liking as well, because like the original Blade Runner was just under like an hour and fifty-four minutes or so. This is like an hour and forty odd, and I don't mind like films that want to take their time, like get you into this world. Because the thing about Blade Runner, and I'd certainly say the same about Twenty Forty Nine, is it's essentially they're like they're mood pieces, aren't they? Like especially the first one, like this is the setting, a sort of futuristic capitalist hell of LA and it's just this very small nuanced story inside of that and you just kind of sit back and just take all the images in and it takes its time and it's the same for 2049 as well but it just goes like, like you could cut out maybe like 20 odd minutes of this and it wouldn't really affect it too much it would certainly pick the pacing up a little bit.
1: I mean I've got it's an nice. idea how about they cut all the bits with Jared Leto in and then put yeah, those like, scenes back in yeah. with a different actor Playing that character, you, yeah,
2: <laughs> he's he's nothing special in this movie, is he? He's no. just like doing Jared Letter just being weird and creepy and just like yeah, so.
1: I already like. I've already gone off on one about him. <laughs> well, what did you say? Well, oh, give God, me, a, I, give me a quick. I said that I basically dislike him because his band is shit. He's a he's. A... <sighs> He, he's a cunt who just takes the method stuff like way over the top and you know all the stories from the suicide squad set
2: oh fucking hell and you know the hilarious thing about all of that you know the really funny thing like considering all the method preparation he did he's only in the film for like 10 fucking minutes not even like maybe even, like, that. So much of his stuff was obviously cut out from the movie. I fucking hate it so much. It's the worst edited Hollywood film you will see. Like, if someone was to say to me okay, think of a a Hollywood film that has particularly bad editing, and Suicide Squad are just straight there. Because he had, like, multiple edited versions. I think you've mentioned, when we talked about it on a previous episode, that they gave it to, like, a trailer company and they did a cut of it. um, And and I think think it was like a trailer house or something, wasn't it? It Yeah, they
1: edited the whole film like a fucking trailer.
2: Yeah, and it's just strung together by obvious pop songs and stuff, and it's just ah, oh, it's it gets so great. It's part of the train wreck that is the DC extended universe, which its only somewhat redeemable film is Wonder Woman so far. We've spoken about Gal Gadot before and her service in the IDF in terms of Blade Runner twenty forty nine. It, it could have been really bad. It could have been yeah. really bad. They could have basically done what's the current trend in Hollywood now where they reboot a franchise but make it a remake, sequel reboot. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, I still recommend watching the first one before you go into 2049. But a lot of the stuff regarding the artificial intelligence, the AI, has a few similarities to her. Yeah,
1: awful twee indie film. Yeah. Some of those, some of those... I really <laughs> disliked her. I thought I thought you it was... disliked
2: her, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw it at university <laughs> I like and I think her. I was sort of somewhat Kind of like taken aback by it and stuff and quite liked it, but again, I'll probably need to re watch it.
1: I think it's kind of like fully automated luxury fascism, this kind of like tech utopia <laughs> where everyone is white. Oh,
2: shit. Jared Letter really doesn't you don't really need him in there. His character's just like in there to just mug off, just mug off in his scenes and just eat the scenery and just overact. I thought Dave Batista, even though his role was like very, very small, quite a significant part when you think about what See, he says in the to. Scene. Yeah, he's in this kind of. I'm guessing an area in a sort of nuclear fallout or something where he's harvesting kind of crops and stuff and he's just living by himself. And he was born, wasn't he? He was one of the first replicants to be born. Well, he's related to or was in a relationship with the remains of. They find the remains of this replicant he under this tree. He was in a tree,
1: relationship don't... with some remains.
2: <laughs> I've phrased that incorrectly.
1: How do you fuck um, remains? I don't know. How do you fuck remainers? Oh, God, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> we leave podcast. I'm
2: joking.
1: Brexit. I'm joking.
2: <laughs> I'm. It's not my hill i choose to die on, you know?
1: Like I say, we've always got to clarify this. We all voted remain.
2: Some people probably listen to our show and think we voted leave. Like, But at the time and kind of the other events that were going on at the time, it made sense to for the stability to remain in. Yeah. Um, but I'm strong, not going to sit here stability. and pretend that, yeah, strong and stable stability, uh, which we're currently getting from mum. <laughs> from <laughs> mummy. Um, mummy! <laughs> but, <laughs> mummy, oh, mummy, oh, me welcome, mummy. <laughs> <laughs> don't but, put um, me on the list mommy. but like but the thing with some of these Remainers that I just don't understand is that you can vote Remain but also have some quite correct criticisms of the European Union because it is not fucking perfect if it's not reformed it's going to collapse the yeah. European Union and the countries that are part of it is going to horribly collapse and the fallout of that is going to be horrible really nasty reactionary right wing politics a repeat of what we saw in the 1930s is going to happen if like fucking the heads of it and their little bureaucracy don't fucking wake up and realise if you want to the cohesion of europe you do it through a social union not an economic
1: union yeah well so as corbyn told the party of european socialists on his recent visit to them the way for socialist and social democratic parties to stop the often highly eurosceptic european far right from achieving some kind of hegemony is to you know pursue a radical anti-austerity path in which you actually offer people something and some kind of hope.
2: I think the director also plays a big part in it. Denis Villeneuve. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, he's a really solid filmmaker. I've seen Arrival. Sicario's great as well. Rival's pretty cool. You've seen Prisoners. Have you seen Prisoners? haven't seen Prisoners. Enemy's good as well. No, and like,
1: I've just seen Enemy and Sicario. Sicario, which I liked, and Enemy, which I didn't really.
2: Left you a bit cold, didn't it? yeah.
1: Cold is a pretty accurate description. Oh,
2: have you heard... Theresa May says that Russia <laughs> Russia was involved in influencing the election or well, something along those lines. There's been Russian interference. <laughs>
1: Since you mentioned Ridley Scott, what do we think of him completely editing Kevin Spacey out of his new film?
2: Oh, fuck. He's got Christopher Plummer in to do it, hasn't he? He's basically going to do his scenes with Christopher Plummer. Yeah,
1: and uh, I, think, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I think it's a if, good idea I mean, yeah, if you can pull
2: it off. If you can do it, do it. There's no point giving Spacey any more, you know. I think it's just fucking get him out of there, man. You know, like I'm guessing the part is not too big in the film, so it's been pretty feasible to shoot around it and stuff. But
0: yeah. Like, yeah.
2: I don't know what they're going to be doing with House of Cards, though. Are they just stopping that? I audience? think they
0: said, yeah, they said that supposedly that show was ending anyway. So they're just finishing it.
1: I think they might have suspended production on House of Cards while, to quote Donald Trump, uh, you know, we work out what's going on.
0: Yeah. Netflix but... said they're not going to work with Spacey anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, and... I got to say, I recently rewatched Horrible Bosses at 1 and 2, yeah. with my brothers. And yeah, it's pretty creepy seeing Spacey after all that.
1: Oh, mate, I watch baby yeah, american Driver. beauty
2: american beauty
0: oh, what about american
1: wow. beauty oh, oh, oh,
2: that's what uh, you know.
0: i love american beauty it's a shame oh, and I, I want yeah, to see baby Driver.
2: yeah the thing with american beauty is like it's a film that like it's an all right film but it hasn't aged as well as some films can
1: like yeah, it's it, depiction it, of, uh, i was gonna say it's very 1990s it's like yeah yeah we've oh, sort, yeah. we've sorted the social problems out you know who the actual fucking oppressed people are middle-aged the, suburban the, yeah. male yeah part. exactly <laughs> yeah. the idea
2: the idea of a dead-end job is this pretty cushy office position and it's just like people now would kill for like quite a chilled out office job over yeah. kind of like zero hour contracts grinding your fucking hat out over two jobs you know like so
0: it's very
2: much of its time and beauty and like yeah if you should watch it now knowing the allegations and what have come out against basically it's I mean, pretty, it, it pretty fucking character like yeah, yeah not fucking character. falls in love with the next door neighbor's daughter doesn't he yeah, and, yeah, yeah,
1: it's... and it really was quite disturbing watching him in baby driver which I didn't know he was in because yeah I didn't know either. he's not a rapist or anything in that but he is a gang boss who is effectively abusive to this young man by perpetually roping him into his criminal schemes and abusing his power over this young <clears throat> vulnerable guy so it was an right. uncomfortable watch for me I mean i I wasn't a huge fan of the film in general, really. It was like a glorified music video, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. What, didn't
2: you love the edgy editing by Edgar Wright, Jack? I do. Do you not love film, you fuck? Fuck.
1: It reminded I me. I do of...
2: enjoy it, <laughs> right? To be honest, I, I do <laughs> want to check it out.
1: It reminded me of. Do you guys remember Control? That was it a Hungarian yeah. film. Yeah,
2: oh, it's the um, it's the Ian Curtis uh, film yeah, by. Yeah, oh no, I not, loved
1: Ian, not Ian Curtis, Tom. No, no, we, it was a a, oh, oh. For, a foreign film that we watched on our course. And oh, was... oh, with the underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was and it oh, was yeah, 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 It was as well. It was hyper stylized. Baby Driver reminded me of the kind of style of that, but in a more high budget crime kind of setting. Uh.
0: Really like control, to be fair,
1: I think it's, it's a better film, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah it's anyway, guys. N- yeah, N- N- I've, I've N- really N- got to get going, so that's cool, man. <laughs> All right, well, it's been good, guys. Uh, I'll it's see you good. next
1: time. Do you want to do the uh, you've been listening to Real Politic,
0: yeah, yeah, you've been listening to Real Politic with uh, me, Yair, Jack, hey. and of course, Tom joined in at the last minute. There <laughs> a little cameo from me, there, yeah, <laughs> the
2: original way. lad
0: <laughs> just got here from work just as I'm going off to work. In my my uh dead end job. it uh, should be fun. <laughs> um wage cooked. <laughs> follows the sister. And, uh follows it real politcast. Hell yeah. That uh, no, it's
2: real politics, mate. That's you know, real <laughs> politics.
0: Real Politics. Politics. I'm at Ys Rice. Jack, you've got a private account, oh, so yeah, I'm
1: at Copland Resident. You know, you can send me a follow request. I just might not necessarily accept it. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> and I'm
1: at I'm Tom Got Marked. There we go. And uh, don't forget to hit if up. You Laura. have a good
2: profile picture.
1: Laura's at <laughs> this Geordie lass, and she'll be joining us in our next episode. All right. See you later, everyone. <laughs> yeah, see Some
0: you guys. Paris. Take care, folks.
2: You too.
0: <laughs> I am gay. And I voted for Obama.
3: I am a shield
0: for the Clinton campaign and the left-wing mainstream press.
3: I'm a pussy who gets fucked right up the ass. I am a cop. It makes me sad. I am
2: a cop
0: Save us all
3: from douchebags just like me.
0: I am a cuck. I am a libtard.
1: And a cuck has no fun. And a libtard always cries.
0: It's tech, it's exciting. It's young people, it's crowdsourcing.